You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back to the latest Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Myself, as always, Colm, bringing the show to you this week. Hope things are well wherever you are. Hope things have been uh, enjoyable for you since the last show. And hopefully you did enjoy that last show. It was with Carl Safchek of DynastyLeagueFootball.com. It's going to be more fantasy football uh, discussion this week on the show. We got good feedback from that last one. Thought we'd keep the fantasy football stuff going. We're going to be joined today on the show by NFL Fantasy Live's very own Adam Rank. And uh, really looking t- forward to talking all things uh, fantasy football, American football, and maybe some other topics as we as we talk to him later on in the show. As always, thanks for listening to the show. You can get us on iTunes, Stitcher. I don't know which way you like to listen to the show. Hopefully you're listening on multiple devices. Click the download button as many times as you can. Keep up in the numbers of Overtime Ireland. Do follow us, as always, as I mentioned, on Twitter. It's at Overtime Ireland. You need to get in touch on a, on a longer format. Of course, there is OvertimeIreland.com. You can hit the, the Connect With Us page there. You can email us at OvertimeIreland at gmail.com. Lots of ways to get in touch. Keep uh, good interaction over the summer so far, and hopefully that'll just increase as we go into the season with all the people on Twitter. And of course, keep spreading the word as you have been doing. Helps us phenomenally here at Overtime Ireland to help grow grow the podcast, grow the website, and of course, uh, get more listeners on the show, get more ears on the show, get more eyes on the site, and so on and so forth. More followers on Twitter. So thank you very much for your continued support. It's been a, another busy week. I've mentioned a couple of weeks. I've been very busy between work, doing the podcast, playing American football, as I mentioned. Another close loss for us. It's getting closer every week for the Donegal Derry Vipers, who I'm playing with in the Irish American Football League over here in Ireland, and uh, lost by five points to the, the Kildare Soldiers last week. So we're getting closer, cutting the deficit all the time. It is our rookie season in the league, and uh, hopefully as we get to the uh, next game now coming up Sunday week that we can get our first W on the board. It is, uh, it's really a, a lesson in learning as you go through the games. Very, very physical, feeling a lot of pain after each and every game. But as we continue talking off pain today, hit the gym leg day today. And obviously, any of you guys, any workout enthusiasts out there will know that uh, leg day, usually one of the le- least enjoyable workouts off the weekend, uh, already thinking about how uh, my walking will be affected tomorrow. There'll be some uh, some some strains and pains, I'm sure, after after that workout. Obviously, our main focus here is always NFL, what's going on around the league, and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, I was uh, out for a walk today. I listened to a couple of uh, NFL podcasts, Walking the Dog. A lot of you probably know at this stage uh, my dog's called Packer after, of course, the Green Bay Packers. And uh, I'd walk in the dog and thinking, man, it's, uh, it's starting to get closer to the season, you know, when the, the Super Bowl's over here, thinking it's never going to come around. And today was one of the first days where I thought, yeah, let's start. Uh, let's start thinking what's going to happen this upcoming season. So from this point forward, probably some predictions on the show throughout the week. So what we think is going to happen, what all is going to go on, and uh, really starting now to to look ahead and look forward and start to get excited about the upcoming NFL season. And of course, the Green Bay Packers uh, victory train going all the way to Super Bowl Fifty and. Uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll take that up with Adam in just a little bit. He's a, he's a Bears fan, so it's going to be interesting. A few different guests lined up for the next few weeks. Um, there's a boxer from Donegal. I'm sure many of you will know him, Jason Quigley. He's over boxing in the States, 6-0, and as he starts his pro career. And uh, we'll be talking to him either this weekend or next weekend, some some stuff about uh, his career. We'll be talking to Jeff Reinbold in the next few weeks. And a couple of different guys lined up. Don't want to give everything away, so just stay tuned to the show as the, as the guests come rolling in. One show a week, as I mentioned, for the for the rest of the off-season, and then as the season starts, we'll be hitting up into two shows a week again. So with that said, with uh, some talk done, I guess we'll get into our NFL Fantasy Football NFL talk with Adam Rank. So let's get Adam on the show right now. 
Hi, this is Harry Carson, former New York Giant and Pro Football Hall of Famer. You're listening to Overtime Ireland. Joining me on the show now, uh, I think maybe third time lucky, Adam, we're going for it here. Um, recording via, via Skype, so the, the wonders of modern technology. Um, hopefully the, the line will stay good, but uh, how's things been going? I haven't been talking to you in a, a good few months, but uh, hopefully things are all good with you, dude. Yeah, things are great over here. You know, the off season, as they say in the NFL, it never ends. And thankfully, because of the Patriots and uh, some of our other friends continuing to get in trouble, the uh, NFL is never off the radar or anything like that. So it's been a pretty eventful summer. And then personally, I got a, a daughter on the way uh, as I'm fishing for uh, congratulations. But yeah, whatever. Exciting I, uh, times. Exciting <laughs> times. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I'm uh I'm excited, and then at certain points, uh, at, at different times, I look up and I'm like, I'm going to be responsible for a human being here in the in the near future, <laughs> and that's it seems like kind of a daunting task, but I hope that I'm up that I'm I'm up for it, but I hope it works out pretty well. Yeah, so the, you're it is the off season in the NFL, but I'm sure gearing up for everything that's going to be happening in the next uh, few weeks, uh, the off season is well and truly going to be finished for you very shortly, and it's going to head straight in, into the season, but. Uh, Obviously, that there's very exciting, and you know, really, you mentioned you're fishing for congratulations. Congratulations to you! It's it's, it's great news, and uh, hopefully, it's all going to go nice and smooth for everyone in the in the rank household, and uh, hopefully, everything will go good. But uh, a question for you: since the last time we talked, I have been missing your voice, and I've been missing your voice, of course, on the DDFP as well. Any chance of seeing you back jumping on there with Dave? Yeah, I hope so soon. You know, we're just trying to get the uh, schedules crossed and. And ready to go, just uh, obviously with everything that's going on with me off the field, so to speak, with the uh, wife and everything with that, that, that takes up a little bit of time. So I've been working, not necessarily sporadically, but I'm working at home a lot. And then we've got a couple of cool projects coming in down the pike. So anybody who's been missing me, I apologize. I miss all of you and interacting with everybody. But we got some cool stuff coming out this fall, too. So you'll see plenty of rank. It's not, it's not the end of me. So... Uh, so we'll have plenty of things to look forward to. Yeah, and of course we'll be jumping into those projects uh, a little later when we're talking. And you know, uh, maybe maybe handsome Hank's trying to steal some of your thunder there. <laughs> he seems to have taken over that there seat to, to Dave's left hand side. But a lot of a lot of interesting questions to, uh, came in Adam when we sent out for tweets. And one of them's uh, from a, he's actually a friend of mine, plays for the same American football team over here as me. It's Parik Rosen. He was talking about the number one overall pick. We don't cover the Bucks a lot over here on the podcast, but. Uh, Jameis Winston, number one overall pick. I guess from a, a fantasy perspective and from a general perspective, he wants to know what would you think would be a, a good rookie year for him. He's thinking about possibly six or more wins, or do you think just more touchdowns to interceptions are going to be going to have it a successful year? His ex- expectations are low for this season for the for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but everyone talks about the interceptions that he had in college. What would be a, a successful year this year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I like that six wins plateau just to get the team moving in the yeah. right direction. And if you're in the NFC South and you win six games, I think that's what the and that what the Panthers won last year and they <laughs> hit the title. So, geez, I guess that we were, were. I guess when you say six wins, you're expecting that they're going to win the division. But I do expect him to be able to come in and be pretty successful right away because not a lot of rookies come into the league and have such great weapons at their disposal. Of course, I'm talking about Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans, yeah. two huge receivers. And, you know, it's going to clearly be an upgrade to what he was. I mean, all these guys come, coming from college to the NFL are going to be having an upgrade 
at wide, well, unless they're going to the Rams. But for, for the most part, you're coming to an upgrade at wide receiver, and that's going to help out a lot. The only the only thing that's going to really hold him back just a little bit is that the Bucks really don't have a running game. I know Charles Sims is the guy expected to be their starting running back when the season rolls around, but yeah, he does doesn't have that 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 rookie he can really lean on him. I mean, the same token too, Marcus Mariota is not going to have that as well. But I like Winston. I I, I think he's going to have a pretty good season. Cutting down the interceptions is going to be a huge thing. Uh, part of it, I mean, if you watch him play at Florida State, a big reason why he was making those inter- those mistakes is because he's trying to to make plays and, and force the action. And you know, he's concerned about the interceptions as long as he's winning, as long as he's trying to do the things that made him so successful in college, and that's, you know, to take a chance here and there and not be afraid to make a mistake, but at the same time, he's got to trust his receivers because he's got a couple of good ones. Yeah, you mentioned there as well, you know, the running game, well, the offensive line issues as well, but a guy like Doug Martin, who two, three years ago people were bigging up, he, he did actually finish the season when you look at the numbers quite well in those last five or six games, but it is going to be difficult for them in that situation. But you, you mentioned the guys that he's got to throw the ball to, all very, very tall, all very athletic, so he has that advantage as well. A lot of people wanted to know as well the top three picks maybe in this year's draft. I've seen you mention in other publications where you were uh, getting interviewed that, that you mentioned that uh, Eddie Lacy could be your top pick, but... Uh, who would your top three now at this present moment in time, if you're drafting, be uh, for, let's just say, for, for Fantasy versus PPR? Okay, yeah, if we're doing standard leagues, and I've got to admit that most of mine are standard. I do, I, I really do believe that Eddie Lacy is the number one choice because too often, you know, these fantasy enthusiasts like you and I, we get caught up in what guys have done in the past, yeah. and we look at like, oh, this guy did this and that. But we really need to be more proactive and try to project of what somebody can do coming into this coming season. And you look at what Lacey has done since he entered the league two years ago. You know, he came in with a guy, uh, Franklin, from UCLA, and it looked like they were going to split carries. Unfortunately, uh, Franklin got injured and ultimately retired. retired, But but then Lacey took over that, that, that gig, and he did pretty well. And then last year he added an additional wrinkle because he was heavily involved in the passing game. And the thing that I really liked, is at times when the Packers were near the goal line, where for years with the Packers running back, it was always something to complain about because Jonathan Kuhn would always end up stealing a goal line cut here or there. But really, they were throwing the ball a little bit more, and they were throwing it to Lacey. So he had five receiving touchdowns. It's great. You know, you add that to a who's already a great running back, and you're like, okay. That's a pretty good start. And you compare him to Adrian Peterson, who's typically the consensus number one guy. And you know what? Peterson is not really involved in the passing game. So, and, you know, he's had a year off of football. And I know it's, you know, something people just expect him to come out and be turbocharged and ready to go. And I expect him to be very good. But I just expect Lacey to take that additional step and be very good this season. So I would be very comfortable with him at number one. Adrian Peterson comes in at number two. Trying to figure out another running back because I'm trying to tier my running backs and. To me, Lacey and Peterson are above everybody else. I know Jamal Charles is often looked at as the number three guy. But man, if, um, if, I, if, if Le'Veon Bell hadn't uh, the suspension coming up, would he be in that number three yeah, spot? You know, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Like, and really, when you think about the suspension, and we don't even know, that could be knocked down a game or two. He could end up missing just one game. And yeah. if, it, if he only misses one game, then it's a slam dunk. He's a top three guy. And even so, I mean... When you look over the course of the season, in week 14, week 15, 
you're not going to care whether he missed a couple yeah, of games exactly. at the beginning of the year or not. Like, who cares? Like, go pick somebody up. You know, like, you know, actually, you know what? If you if you like Le'Veon Bell and you end up with him, and let's say you have that number, because number three is the pick, I think, the worst in all of fantasy football, because Lacey and Peterson are going to go one, two. I have to, or, you know what, Lacey might fall, but, you know, you're just going to be in a weird spot, but Bell has to be that guy. And then, you know what, go get D'Angelo Williams, ride D'Angelo, and if, and if Bell ends up serving that entire three-game suspension, then fine. I'll just play D'Angelo Williams, who I have a, the utmost confidence in, and it's good. And then by week 14 or 15, you're not even you're not even going to be thinking about that stuff. So you'll be you'll be all set. So I wouldn't even sweat it at all. You mentioned there Adrian Peterson as well. Uh, reports coming out of Minnesota now that you know they're not going to give him any carries in the preseason. Well, when that gets to week one of the season, it'll have been one game played in 19 months uh, for Adrian Peterson. Obviously, we all know what he has done. You mentioned about being proactive. Taking him with a first or second overall pick in a, in a fantasy draft seems to me just a little bit... I'm just a little bit cautious here because, you know, if he if he does come back and he, he massive bust potential if he doesn't deliver to what we know he has done in the past. Are you concerned about that? A little bit, you know, but at the same time, I'm kind of uh, not wanting to overthink things. I mean, as running backs go... Uh, it's very, it's not, it's not something that you just lose. You know, it's almost, I don't want to say it's akin to just riding a bike, but Peterson, you know, I just feel like he's the type of player that it, let's just say he was sitting out with an injury or something like that. You know, there, we've seen players who've missed an entire season because of an injury. Jamal Charles is one that jumps to mind that they jump right back in and it seems like they never missed a beat. And it might be an instance where Peterson is a little bit behind for a game or two, but similarly to talking about Le'Veon Bell, yeah. by the end of the season, you know, we're going to be sitting there. You're not even going to be worried about what Adrian Peterson did in the first couple of weeks because he's going to be pouring it on at the end of the year. And then when you add into it too, North Turner is the offensive coordinator for the Vikings, and you look at the success he's had with running backs over the course of his career, guys like LaDainian Tomlinson and Emmett Smith have had very productive career, or their most productive seasons with her as the offensive coordinator. I'm cool with it. I, I think this is going to be a big step forward year for the Vikings. I expect them to move up, the Lions to move back a little bit, and uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm cool with all guys i'm not i'm not too concerned about it I'm, i mean listen i could i could talk myself out of anything i mean you give me enough rope i'll sit here i will I, listen, i'll talk i'll talk bad about everybody you give me all 200 guys i will find a reason not to draft him but i feel like the reasons not to draft peterson are smaller than most yeah last season as well people are starting to talk about rookies for this year you know last season the rookies were let's use the word incredible you look at uh yeah. odell beckham some of the other guys just involved in it were f- absolutely phenomenal and people Taking on about taking Odell back in first round this year of a draft. Uh, do you think that people are thinking about this year's class, the likes of White uh, for the Chicago Bears, guys like that there, and uh, just thinking maybe we're taking them uh, a little bit too high? People are starting to think this is the norm for rookies when really it is. It isn't. Oh yeah, I because there's always an overcorrection. It's like I was just talking about right at the top of the show is that people are too reactive when it yeah. comes to what happened last season. You know what? These guys like Odell Beckham Jr., they're once, I don't want to say once in a generational type of players, but he's a remarkable player that you just knew was was just locked in for stardom. Right when you saw him at LSU, you, you knew he was going to be a, a great pro and he was in a perfect situation with the Giants. And, and it's incredible what he did, considering that he missed the first four games of the season, was barely in training camp 
So those types of things are rare. Now, I expect Cooper and I expect to come out and be very productive rookies, especially right out of the gate. But they're, compar- they're going to be held to the standard that OBJ had, and they just can't reach it. These guys are going to be overdrafted. Cooper, I've seen his ADP go up as, as early as round five, which is just crazy to <laughs> yeah. me. And, like, White sneaks into the sixth. I saw some places he was in the sixth round. I'm like, come on, people. It's not going to be that good. But I feel like this season, though, where we're going to be able to find some value for the, running, for, the, for the rookies is going to be at the running back position. And one of the guys I really like is TJ Yeldon down in Jacksonville. Yeah. He's got a great opportunity to go out and carry the ball an awful lot. They made some moves on the offensive line, and so they look pretty good. So I really like the workouts. I think that the surprise rookies, they're not necessarily surprised, but the big rookies' seasons this year will come from the running back position. Yeah, I think when you look at the what the way the draft's going to go to, some people are going to get uh, phenomenal value in some of their drafts because people will start to overdraft the rookies. They'll give you an opportunity to maybe get some, get some bargains in it as well, but... There's a question as well, uh, maybe mix it in with that there, was uh, from Phil Phillips, and he's wondering who the top wide receiver, uh, or the top sleeper wide receiver, sorry, in PPR would be, uh, if you want to do it in standard format, fair enough, you said that's what you usually do, and uh, then I had the kind of question to mix in with it as well, in case one of these guys might be a sleeper for you, the kind of bounce back candidates, guys like maybe Keenan Allen, who didn't have a, a great year last year, do you think you know he could be a sleeper or bounce back candidate down there in San Diego? Yeah, you know what? I like uh, I like Keenan Allen a lot. And, you know, you look at the Chargers season last year. I just The whole season was terrible. Right down to Phillip Rivers didn't play well. Ryan Matthews got Start, hurt. Danny Woodhead well. got hurt. Yeah, you know, and they were they were good. But, you know, the big thing was is Hardwick. Their, uh, their longtime center was injured, and obviously he's now retired and lost 85 pounds. Looks fantastic. Looks like a completely different person, but he looks fantastic in – you know, when, when situations like that, when guys lose their starting center, especially long-time starting centers, and it really has a huge impact, and that Chargers offensive line never recovered. And hopefully there'll be some stability for the Chargers this season, which will, you know, then it starts a little bit of a trickle-down effect where that'll make Phillip Rivers more comfortable. Keenan Allen, I, I understand. Like, Keenan Allen looked like a disappointment to a lot of people, but it's because people were overdrafting him. He was going in the second round. But he wasn't going to put up that kind of production. And if you look at his numbers, he actually had more receptions as a second-year player than he did the previous season. But, you know, unless you're playing in PPR, that didn't really work out too well for you. But I do expect him to bounce back a little bit. He's going to, he, he's going to end up being a bargain because people who drafted him last year are going to be stung by it. Nobody wants to trust him. So he'll fall. He'll stumble. Everybody will start drafting rookies. In front of Devonte Parker will be drafted in front of him and stuff like that. So he'll be a great value. And when you want to talk about great sleepers in PPR, I don't know that uh, Jarvis Landry would be considered a sleeper in PPR, but I love that guy. So, he is so good. I mean, that you know, Odell Beckham Jr. is amazing and everything like that. But if you go back and you Google some of Landry's catches at LSU, he had a one-handed catch. I think it was against Arkansas. That was insane. That if he would have, if if he if he would have had that catch in prime time against the Dallas Cowboys, everybody would be talking about Jarvis Landry the way they talk about OBJ right now. It is insane. I wish I had it. I wish I had it to mind, and I wish I was in front of a computer. I'd go look it up right now. But after you're done listening to this podcast, yeah, go check that out. Um, it's pretty amazing. Like he's an amazing talent. He had a ton of catches last year, 
And you look at all the players that the, the Dolphins have brought in this season, uh, it's actually going to help him out. It's going to spread out the field a little bit more. It's going to allow him to do some work there in the middle out of the slot. So I really expect him to have a huge year. And in PPR, man, he's one of the top receivers I would want because I think he's going to have huge numbers. So that if that counts as a sleeper, that'll be my guy. If, if uh, I'm sorry, the, the young man who asked the question, if he needs additional guys, hit me up. I'm happy. I'm available. This is the time of year to hit me up for these questions too because if I'm not sitting there making bad jokes with the uh, <laughs> At Midnight Show on Comedy Central – I, I, I'm, I'm at your full attention right now. So uh, hit me up. Uh, and I got plenty of time. And then plus, when the baby comes, too, I'll be sitting, I'll be sitting there with a baby in arm. I'll, I'll still be answering the questions. Other she'll be sitting, oh, she'll be, yeah, she'll be one arm with the baby, the other arm just sitting there typing my answers. So uh, feel free to hit me up with those questions. Yeah, and he, he's, you know, in the slot there in Miami, I think he's going to get a lot of targets because people talk about. Ryan Tannehill not having a you know the the deep ball down the field well not having it yet mm-hmm. anyway but you know it just gives him more you know targets there in the center of the field a few quick players here that I'm going to give you just uh, one or two get one or two words you maybe we'll call it and we'll give them a, a second chance or they're done or something like that uh, Carter L Patterson he was the player last year going into the season very very hyped up people really taking him high in drafts and had a kind of a bust of a year and just when you mention Keenan Allen. He was so good in his rookie season, or so we thought up until OJ, OBJ set the standard last year. That maybe uh, maybe he was overhyped. Maybe we could see a, so- a sophomore season uh, from uh, Odell Beckham this year. So just anyone out there, just uh, cautious alert. But Corderell Patterson, your thoughts on him at the minute? Never again. Never I can't again. do it. No, he, he burned me so hard last year. He, he was my rider guy. Last. He was on every single one of my teams, and I was burned, and... You know what? So it could work out for somebody who didn't get stuck with Patterson last year, who's like, look, he didn't burn me. I'll, I'll take a chance on him this year. That's fine. That person is not going to be me. I do know that North Turner really likes Chuck Johnson. So there's some competition. They did it. I think they, they drafted a receiver, too. And so I don't know. Patterson, there's some questions about his ability to fully embrace the offense, to fully digest it. So that could be something that really holds him back. So I would still be a little bit cautious when it comes to him, even though he seems like a great value. Uh, Dwayne Bow, change of scenery. Thoughts on him? I'm out. No, yeah, I, I, I want to give him a chance. It's again, like I, I don't want to overvalue rookies and I don't want to get too crazy with it. But at the same time, when you are at a spot at your draft where you've got a bunch of rookies and then you've got some familiar names and guys like Dwayne Bowe, you know, a lot of times, and listen, I understand not everybody is, um, they're not in it every day like you and me might be. So they're sitting there in their drafts. They, oh, I know this name, Dwayne Bowe, and everything like that. I'm going to tell you to stop. Don't do that. And I know you probably didn't see Nelson Aguilar play at USC, but trust me when I tell you he is a great player. He's going to have a solid rookie season. He's not going to be OBJ, so let's get that out of your mind. But he's probably going to be a little bit better than Jordan Matthews was last year. And anybody in that Eagles offense, I'm a huge fan of. So I would say go for somebody like that over Dwayne. Let Dwayne Bell go. Like, yeah. No, it's so. When you're in the lit rounds, there you want to take, you know, kind of you make it a lottery ticket. You don't want to be taking Dwayne Bell. I don't think he's that the ticket that you want. <laughs> He's not, yeah, he's not going to get 15 touchdowns for you. You're, no, you're not going to be sitting there like, I bet he doesn't even get drafted. Uh, he probably, uh, what, what am I saying? I know there's some sucker out there or some person who will uh, end up taking him. Uh, RG3? 
Man, I I want to give him a chance. Well, well, here's the thing, and it's tough with quarterbacks because you only need one, you know. And so when you're in these leagues where you play three receivers, you got to start digging a little bit deeper when you get later on in your drafts. But with quarterbacks, I mean, most people don't draft two quarterbacks. I, I typically don't. I know a lot of people, you know, you draft your one guy and then you just wait and you'll pick up somebody on the waiver wire. And with a lot of uh, a lot of these uh, mock drafts that I'm looking at lately, guys like Phillip Rivers start getting into that 12 to 13 range. And you're looking at some pretty good names of quarterbacks who are in the 12 to 18 category who you're like, yeah, that's a pretty good guy. And then RG3 kind of comes in after that. I'm not saying that he could never recover or anything like that, and he's certainly somebody to keep an eye on, but I, I, I just don't see the value in wasting a pick on it. I mean, it might, if you have deeper rosters, if you have more bench space and everything like that, it might be worth a look. But if you end up with a really good quarterback that you feel confident with, if you pick up Andrew Locke or somebody like that, there's really no use to have that backup quarterback. So... It's interesting. I, I want to see what happens. I, I'm rooting for him. I, I, I like him personally. I was excited about his rookie year as anybody else. But uh, until I really see something, I don't see the, the need to run in and, and try, to, try to cash it on the guy. Yeah. And I know you said this. You just wanted a couple of words on these guys. But obviously, I, I don't even know what that means. I just keep talking. I'm, so I'm sorry. I'll, I'll be more succinct, I promise. Uh, no problem. Uh, you know, uh, we all know that uh, a few years ago you'd done the fan free agency. You, you returned to your kind of roots with the Chicago Bears. And uh, I just want to have one question, and that was, uh, do you want to jump aboard the, the Packers train to uh, Super Bowl 50? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that. I, it's, it's funny because, you know, now I just make jokes about the Packers. And I, especially Aaron Rodgers, and I got all over his cake. You were like an Aaron Rodgers fan five years ago. I'm like, I can't do it. I gotta, I gotta stick up for the fam. You know, I gotta be. You know, I gotta go out there and take my shots at the Packers. <laughs> and one of the cool, and one of the cool things though, um, I'm so glad. I, 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 the on the field results are not great. I probably could have done a better job in picking my, my free agent team. But the one thing that is, has been pretty cool, especially with the uh, upcoming arrival of my daughter, is that uh, I'm buying bear stuff oh. for her. And it's, oh, well, wow. no, it's a lot of the stuff that I had as a kid. Like, my dad <laughs> bought me a bear's helmet. And I had it in my room ever since I was a little kid. Obviously, I rebuked it and became a Rams fan. But there was a Bears helmet in my room. And so here at the NFL, you know, they were giving out helmets. You know, every employee, you got a helmet of your favorite team. And my boss was like, oh, yeah, Rank will take the Bears helmet. And I took it. And it's in the nursery right now. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's a nice little tradition and and something carrying on. So that part of it that's been fun and bonding with my nephew, who is uh, serving the U.S. military over there in Africa. Um, that's been awesome too. So that part of it's been great, but in the field, although, you know what, John Fox is there. We got Vic Fangio. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I'm saying this is going to be a pretty good year. There's, we're going to be a lot better than people think. And yeah. I'm already saying we, I'm already into that. I think I've, I've started to come to that point where now I'm saying are you before, you know, the last couple of years, it was always the bears, they, whatever. Now it's starting to get into the weed, like it's the angels. Like I'm talking about the the angels. I act like it's my family, but yeah, with the bears, it's now. I'm sorry. I I notice myself saying we a lot more. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. This is, it's it's kind of a fun journey. So uh, 
who knows? Maybe maybe we will be there in Super Bowl Fifty. You don't know. You the don't know? the uh, the other part of that is uh, you mentioned their uh, L.A. Rams. If the Rams move back to L.A., maybe we'll have to get you another uh, L.A. Rams jersey. But uh, I suppose we'll we'll see when that their time comes. A question that came in that you actually commented on uh, on Twitter, and that there was uh, from Tom Marshall. He was wondering should NFL players be allowed to appear, or be involved in more fantasy football stuff like conventions or even in just conversations we see them in some television ads but do you think this should be you know mjd was one that used to talk about it a lot do you think we should see more players get involved in it yeah i like it you know and i like um i like that everybody uh has started to embrace fantasy football it's not the geek it's not like the total like geekdom that it was so long ago i mean it, you know it's so kind of like you've seen this yeah, you know, not it's not only just fantasy football, it's everything. It's like Star Wars. Like, everything that I liked as a little kid <laughs> yeah, was the not... the coolest guy ever, no. Oh, I know. Like, <laughs> I like, uh, I was into Superman and Batman and Star Wars, and I love football, and fantasy football was just kind of starting, so it wasn't, like, a, a huge thing. But, like, you were a, a, a real dork. Like, girls didn't like me and stuff like that, and I kind of, you know, stayed to myself and did a... And now it is all the cool things. So uh, I'm a little bit jealous about that. But it is cool to see the players embrace it and really want to be a part of it and talk about it openly. And, you know, there's still some guys who are like, oh, I don't want to talk about that, which is cool. You know, you don't have to be. But a lot of the big name guys, and it's one of the things that I know what the, uh, the guy on Twitter was alluding to when we were talking about this is that big convention that was going to happen in Las Vegas. It, it, the part of me that's disappointed is, it, is I'm disappointed for the fans who are uh, going to get a chance to interact with all these guys, like big name guys like Romo and Gronkowski and OBJ and all those guys and, and really, you know, take it into a, uh, take it to another level, you know, and, and really embrace it and meet with the fans. And, you know, people, these players know, you know, everybody's having fun with it. It's, it's a it's a it's a way to be more involved with the uh, with the NFL and be more engaged in the game. And I know from our research that you know people who play fantasy football spend more time on our site. So I know they it breeds a, a more engaged fan. So uh, I'm enjoying it, and I hope uh, I hope in the future these conventions won't be canceled. And uh, <laughs> I look, I'm bummed. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a Las Vegas person. Um, I wasn't born there and I, or anything like that, but you know, I, I have family there and it's like, it is a real city. Like it is a legitimate city. It's like being, you know, when you're in Los Angeles, like I, I live, I live, uh, 15 minutes from Disneyland. I only go to Disneyland when I have people from out of town who want to go there. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't hang out there in Las Vegas. It's the same way. Unless, you know, you have people visiting from out of town you don't go to the strip you know there's a it's a real it's, it's an actual city they've got uh schools and hospitals and and all sorts of things they have grocery stores i know it it, it seems weird but uh it's not one giant cvs or walgreens with a casino it is an actual living and breathing they got a university too i don't know if you guys knew this they have a a real university that was very good in basketball at one point so it's a real place i wish it would stop getting the uh the bad rap especially in 2015 but uh you know slowly but surely we're getting there yeah yeah and uh, just before we finish up adam obviously you mentioned you have a few things coming up and you call it the fall we call it the autumn uh oh sorry yes yes you have a new uh, web series coming out the the weekender have you anything else uh, coming up or do you want to give a few quick uh, sentences well we'll let you take as long as you want since the the quick words and quick sentences <laughs> don't work out 
I'll try to keep it as quickly as possible. But no, the Weekender is coming out this fall. It's, we're very excited about it. We've already got a big-time sponsor. Uh, Coors Light is uh, oh, backing nice. this endeavor. So it's absolutely happening. It's going to be uh, a fun look at the NFL, kind of my perspective on things. Uh, if you followed uh, me at all on Twitter or uh, being a part of the DDFP, you kind of know what I'm into and what I'm like and just – Kind of approaching football, and not necessarily casual, but somebody who's a fan of it, but is also a fan of other things in the world. And uh, we're going to have a fun look at. I hate. I kind of hate when people are like it's a fun look, but <laughs> I, I'm coming up with a hard way to make it like to put it in its most simplest terms. Like if we're in an elevator, and I got to explain it to you. But uh, it'll be cool. Like if you've ever seen Tosh Point oh or anything like that, uh, it'll be similar in vain, and it'll be it'll be fun. We're trying to be more of a daily show type spin on the way the daily show handles news. We want to kind of handle the NFL in a similar fashion. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, we're doing, I got a docu series coming out. We're, we're uh, finishing up the pilot. It's called why your team matters. Uh, the first team we're going to be doing is the new England Patriots. And uh, <laughs> we started it before everything happened with the flight gate, but it'll what, all never, be in what there. Was the flight gate? I never heard of that. What was the flight gate? <laughs> Listen, it was uh, it was a big ratings bonanza for us, <laughs> this is what it was. But uh, so we address that and all sorts of good stuff. So uh, hopefully, you know, we can uh, we can get that up and running, and uh, the pilot will be out soon. So uh, look for my look for my promotion of that on my various social media platforms, which I think you guys will will really appreciate and uh, enjoy. So I'm excited about those. Those are. So those are what I'm doing. That's what's keeping me away from the DDFP, which I apologize, but hopefully <laughs> soon I will be back there to talk more. Although I will be disappearing for about five weeks after the birth of my child. But yeah. be back in time for football. I think uh, I think that's a reasonable excuse anyway. And of course we're we're looking forward to Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're looking we're looking forward to both those coming out of course uh, at Adam Rank is the best way to, to get everything going on he mentioned earlier head him up if you have any questions that's where to go is at Adam Rank on Twitter he's on Facebook as well so check out all those things and as always Adam it's been a, an absolute pleasure talking to you um, hopefully everything's going to go nice and smooth uh, when, when the baby arrives and uh, best of luck with uh, fatherhood and all that comes with it well thank you so much I really appreciate this um, yeah it, it, um, it's, uh, it's a great adventure and I'm looking forward to it so uh, and I appreciate your words and everything like that, and uh, it'll be cool. And let's not be strangers. So when uh, when I'm off hanging out, then we uh, we'll have to do this again soon. I'm glad the Skype held up too. Talk about yeah. smooth and being clear. Like we were, we had some troubles getting this off the ground, but boom, <laughs> no problems. Uh, for the listeners, it took us I think probably about six <laughs> times before before we got live. I think it took it close to an hour, <laughs> an hour and hour and ninety minutes. No. <laughs> but well worth but what listen on my end it was well worth yeah a lot a lot of fun adam as always and uh, and thank you for your time anytime let's do it again soon and uh we'll see you we'll see you hopefully at the super bowl hi i'm delaney walker tight end for the Tennessee titans and you listen to overtime ireland thanks once again to adam for coming on the show always uh, very generous with his time always a lot of fun talking to him and uh, very interesting thoughts there and on a number of different subjects and you know anyone that uh, isn't following adam on twitter already uh, maybe maybe it's time to do so it's at adam rank always uh, very very good at interacting with people on twitter getting you know answering questions fantasy football related anyone getting ready for the season any questions for him send them his way i'm sure he'll be only only too glad to, to help you out give you some advice so that is at adam rank on twitter that's the best way to find out all the stuff he's got going on whether it be on nfl.com whether it's a show coming up on the nfl network whatever it may be best place to get him is as i mentioned at adam rank so that there's 
probably going to start to start to close up the show here. I mentioned earlier leg day. Well, I'm going to make sure I make up for it now and uh, have a couple of steaks uh, ready to go. It's a nice day here in Donegal. Ready to get some steaks uh, on the grill, get them out, and uh, really looking forward to that there. And uh, So hopefully they go down well. Uh, going to be cooked uh, nice and medium. Hopefully, if I can uh, get the timing right, and going to enjoy those. So really, as always, finishing up the show, give a few plugs out, obviously, OvertimeIreland.com, obviously, as well, the Twitter handle is at OvertimeIreland, and obviously, I use the word obviously quite a bit in this sentence, so out to that, if you want to find me on Twitter, maybe you want to, you're a Packers fan, want to jump aboard that Packers train all the way to Super Bowl 50, I'm sure DJ has a train ready to go for the New England Patriots, maybe they will meet off in this year's Super Bowl, but, uh, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers talking that up this week. Very impressed with that Packers roster and uh, really excited about this season. Unfortunately, they really did uh, let it all fall apart last year up in Seattle in the, in the last quarter and uh, didn't make it there. But I think this year uh, could be the year the Green Bay Packers get there. And with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, anything is certainly possible. So want to join the, the Green Bay Packers hype train for Super Bowl 50. Uh, I am at the Colum Kelly. It's just Colum Kelly with the in front of it. So... Feel free to follow me. Of course, make sure you're following at Overtime Ireland and uh, give us a comment or rating uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever you listen to us on. And uh, of course, it's always thanks for listening. And until I'm back with the next show, probably at the start of next week, uh, probably Wednesday, Thursday, I would imagine. Uh, of course, have a good one and uh, go Pack Go! Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.